welcome to the 125 Roller Coaster Challenge, Trends and Stapled Podcast. I'm Paul, and we are doing part two of King's Island Month. Now, of course, I'm going to be flying solo today because Janine and Kylie have actually never been to King's Island. But this is such an amazing park, and if you actually were able to catch part one, you know we discussed the roller coasters and basically how Devin and I decided to go to King's Island. The second part is, of course, going to be on the food and the flats. But before we get started, I just want to once again thank everybody for all the support we've been getting. At the time of this recording, we are at 990 downloads for the month of December. This is a record, and if you're listening to it right now, you might be the one who gave us our first 1,000 month download. So thank you so much. And I also want to discuss that our next episode after this is going to be on Friday or Saturday, and it's going to be our first queue of 2022. Now, if you're familiar with our podcast, you know the queues are where we usually start at the beginning of the month, and we talk about all the parks that we've gone to in the last month and all the parks we're planning on going to. But of course, every year you got to have something new, just like an amusement park. So this year, every queue is going to have actually three questions from our listeners. So over the last couple um, weeks and months, we've actually compiled a lot of different questions that people have had about our podcast. Like, when do we get started? How can we afford to go to amusement parks? What do you consider this ride? Uh, What made you guys start a podcast? So we figured starting in the first queue of 22 in January, we're going to actually pick three listeners' questions and actually answer them while we're doing the queue. Now, if you have any questions for us or if you want to know something, just go to our Facebook page or Instagram page or go to 125rollercoaster.com and send us an email or you could direct message us from Instagram or Facebook. Even just leave a comment. Uh, We will be compiling them throughout the month and then we're going to pick three questions that we're going to answer at the queue. The first queue of 22 is going to be on Friday or Saturday. So if you have any last minute questions, please uh, send them to us right away. Now, like we discussed before, this is part two of Kings Island. And whenever we do one of these, we always want to talk about the food and the flats. Now, the best way to do this is pretty much you look at the map. We're going to actually walk into the park and then we're going to go to the right and we're going to wrap around the entire park because it is a giant loop. And then we're going to basically talk about each section and discuss the food, the flats, the games, everything that's kind of in Interesting in the different sections. So when you go into Kings Island, the first thing you're going to hit is International Street. Now this is a marquee area. Of course there's shops, there's food, and as soon as you walk in there, you're going to see a giant Eiffel Tower. I'm not kidding you. That is what they have as soon as you walk in. And in this section here, you got a lot of food, but you got a lot of the traditional food. So you have funnel cakes that are there. You have uh, Chick-fil-A's actually there. Uh, You have pizza. There is two marquee kind of restaurants in the International Street. The first one is the International uh, Skyline Chili. So of course there, it's a little bit more different fare. Uh, A lot of hot dogs with chili and a lot of different aspects like that. And then of course they have the French Quarter. Now the French Quarter would probably be your nicest restaurant. You actually can go there, have a sit down meal. And basically what I love about Kings Island is, yes, you can go inside and sit, But all along the pond, there's fountains that shoot out throughout the entire pond. But you can actually sit down there and basically sit there, have a drink, get your coffee, and enjoy 
pretty much the park. It's just a beautiful setting. It was very intelligent of the craft uh, entertainment group when they were building King's Island. They had this central hub. And so as soon as you walk in, you're going to see the fountains, you're going to see the Eiffel Tower, you go to the right or the left, and there's all these different places. The other aspect here, of course, is the shops. There is a -A Build-A-Bear. There is a King's Island Theater. We uh, don't really hit the theater shows, but one of the biggest theaters at King's Island is right here in this area. And then, of course, you have uh, King's Island Collections, the collectibles, which is, of course, the the main store. So most um, amusement parks now have a marquee store when you're entering or leaving, pretty much to get the rest of your money before you walk out of the park. And that's where that is. The one thing that International Street does not have is rides. So really, when you look at the map, there is a couple rides that are near there. But really, when you read the map, it basically tells you there's two different rides. Uh, There's the carousel. So when you go behind the Eiffel Tower, there is a carousel there. What you need is more of the uh, carousel connoisseur. But I actually rode this one. actually enjoyed it. Is it up there with the Knobles, Hershey Park? No, I think it's more on the same level as a Dorney Park or uh, even a Carowinds. Not really the top-notch carousel, but also not one of the bottoms. And then, of course, the other ride that's there is the Eiffel Tower, which, let's be honest, is a giant observation deck. You can either take the elevator uh, all the way to the top or you can take the stairs. You get a beautiful view of King's Island. You can see all the coasters. You can see all the rides. It is a great vantage point. Now, Devin has actually done the Eiffel Tower. As many of you guys know, I am actually afraid of heights, so I tend not to go up in this tower. Devin says it's a beautiful view, and of course, there's so many people who have basically talked about it or shown pictures, so I can live vicariously through them. Once you get to the Eiffel Tower, you have a lot of different directions you can go. Just for the sake of everything, we're going to go to the right. So when you go to the right, you're going to go to Planet Snoopy, which is considered one of the best children's areas in the country or even in the world. I think it always wins the Golden Ticket Awards. When you go there, you have 20 kids rides. And the funny thing is, right as soon as you go in there, there is the uh, Boo Blasters on Boo Hill. So I thought originally it was part of International Street, but it is actually kind of the entrance into uh, Plant Snoopy. Now, if you're not familiar with the Boo Blasters, uh, there's one over at King's Dominion. There's uh, there's some, I think there's one over at Carowinds. They are spread out throughout the uh, Cedar Fair parks, and they are a older style shoot 'em game. Kind of think of it, if you're familiar with Hershey Park, think of it as Reese's Cup Challenge where you kind of have the infrared shooters. It's not the modern one with all the screens like a Justice League. It's more of the old school. But this is great for kids, and kids are going to enjoy this. Now, other flats that are there is the Woodstock Express, which is, of course, the uh, wooden coaster that they all kind of have there. They also have Aerial Chase Ride, which is a uh, pretty much a hang-and-bang for kids. So if you don't really love your kids, this is a great ride to put them on because it definitely snaps you around pretty good. They have the Log Flume, which we actually discussed in our uh, What's Flume with you episode. It's called Race for Lice Charlie Brown. It's right on the border between uh, Plant Snoopy and the River Town. So I kind of consider it in Plant Snoopy because it is themed to Snoopy, to Charlie Brown actually. Uh, peanuts. I guess they're called Peanuts. So I kind of lean it towards there. It's, it's a decent one. They have the Kite Eating Tree, which is their uh, Frog Hopper type ride. They have Woodstock Whirly Bird. That's so they have so many. They have 20 kids attractions there, which is fantastic. Now, food wise, you might have noticed that the name of this episode is I'm Blue Dada Dee Dada Dum. Pretty much the reason for this title, because it doesn't really make much sense, is mainly because their signature dessert is blue ice cream. I don't know why. It doesn't really taste 
like blueberry. It tastes actually like vanilla. Kings Island is known for their blue soft serve ice cream. So, of course, this is where you get it. When you go into the kids section there, you're actually going to see a uh, Plant Snoopy's Grill. And then there's going to be sweet treats. And right by there is going to be a uh, ice cream shop, which sells the blue soft serve ice cream. If you don't believe me that this is a signature meal or dessert, just Google King's Island Snacks, and everywhere you look, you're going to see the blue soft-serve cone, all right? This is also, if you are actually having a company picnic and things like that, uh, Planet Snoopy is actually where you actually have access to the picnic grove, and of course, they have uh, the Peanuts Playhouse, so you actually have kids' shows going on at all times. Like I just mentioned, this is considered one of the top and premier kids' sections in all the uh, United States and all these different amusement parks. Definitely, if you have kids and you go to King's Island, you definitely want to spend time here. As you go through Planet Snoopy, you're going to come across one of my personal favorite sections called Rivertown. Now, Rivertown, to give you a point of reference, this is where Mystic Timbers is, uh, Diamondback, and also the Beast is also in this section. So it's over in the upper right-hand corner of the park, pretty much uh, at 2 o'clock from the Eiffel Tower. There's only two ways into Rivertown. You can either go straight across and over or through Planet Snoopy. Just for me being a newbie, every time I try to get the Mystic Timbers, I actually run through Planet Snoopy. It's not just those rides. They also have a couple flats, and in particular, they have the train, which is the uh, Kings Island-Miami Railroad. And this is going to become important in a second, but it's a beautiful train ride. really takes you in the back. Remember, Kings Island is extremely wooded compared to a lot of other parks. And the only other thing around here is uh, Whitewater Canyon, which is a Canyon River Rapids ride, which you actually get a really good view on when you're on Mystic Timbers. That's pretty much what's there. Uh, Food-wise, I'm trying to think here. They got the brew house there. So the uh, Miami River Brew House is uh, right there. They also have a sports bar. I don't know the name. It might actually be the brew house now. But I would know that when I walked in there, it kind of reminded me. It had a lot of Cincinnati Red stuff, uh, Cincinnati um, Bengals kind of stuff on the wall. Really, the brew house area is right here in uh, Rivertown. I mentioned the train a second ago, and it was going to become important later. One of the reasons why this train is very important is this is the only way you can get into Soak Zone, which is the uh, water park connected to uh, Kings Island, unless you're going to go to the parking lot. So when you pull into Kings Island, you know, when you park, you've got right in front of you Kings Island, but over to the right on the far end of the parking lot is actually Soak Zone. When you're in the park, the only way you can actually connect them, because it is quite a distance, is to actually get on this train. And uh, that's about the extent that Dev and I have actually seen of Soak Zone, because we're not really water park people. And because it's not right in front of us, we kind of avoid it. We did take the train there because we wanted to see what the train did. From there, uh, the slides they have there, they have a splash landing, they have a paradise plunge, they have a zoom flume, tropical twister, and it looks like they actually have two tidal pools, uh, wave pools, Tidal Wave Bay and Breakers Bay. I did not see a lazy river there, so please, uh, in the comments, if there is a lazy river and I missed it, please just let me know. Uh, also, there's a couple, uh, there's a uh, island smokehouse, which I personally really love barbecue, so the fact that they have the smokehouse in the water park is kind of cool. They have the Coconut Cove Cafe and Bar, and they have a Calypso Cooler. So they have a lot of different places where you can actually get some good drinks. All in all, like I said, we've never actually never sat foot in uh, Soak Zone, but from what we see, 
looks like a pretty good water park, probably on the same level as a King's Dominion or a Carowinds uh, water park. So it's pretty much in line with the chain. We're going to jump ahead a little bit there. So when you leave the train, you're going to kind of go into a gray area. You're going to jump across over to, I believe it's called, um, what's it called there? It's called the Coney Mall. So when you go to the Coney Mall, it's kind of starts right where Vortex used to be. What they did here is when you go into the section, you go from Rivertown, which is kind of in the backwoods and the beast is there and all that kind of stuff there. When you go over by Vortex and you start entering, quote unquote, the Coney Mall, it really looks like a country fair. With that being said, they have a lot of flat rides. If you're looking for flat rides, this is your section. You have a Dodge on, which of course is the bumper cars. They have the brand new antique cars. They brought the antique cars back and they put them right there in the Coney Mall. Uh, they also have a Monster, a Shake, Rattle, and Roll. Uh, they have a Zephyr. Uh, they have the giant Windseeker that's there. And all this stuff is kind of surrounded by the racer. When you look here, it's kind of like a throwback section. Uh, food-wise, there's a Subway. But of course, with the throwback, they got to have the Jukebox Diner, which is, if you're a Cedar Fair type person, you know they all have these old-timey diners. They also have a lot of um, confections, uh, a lot of games, a lot of Midway games. If you're looking for Midway games, Coney Mall is where you want to go. And then last but not least, food-wise, this is probably my favorite favorite place to go at uh, King's Island, and it was actually the first place we went. If you're familiar with the last episode, we said that Dev and I got there around dinner time, and we looked all over the place for dinner. We actually went to the Coney Barbecue. Uh, yet again, I love barbecue, pork sandwiches, and the whole nine yards, ribs, and this is where this is. And that's why our first coaster, when we went to King's Island, ended up being Vortex, because we basically walked through all these different sections, and we found the barbecue place, and that's what we ate there. With Racer being there, the next section is a kind of little area that's a little bit hidden. You actually got to go under Racer, all right? So you'll see signs for it now, mainly because of um, it looks like it's going to be the next area they kind of expand out to, and it's called Area 72. Now, why is it 72? Well, that's the year that Kings Island came into existence, 1972. And here, really, the only thing that's back there right now is Flight of Fear and Orion. Now, of course, in the past, you used to have Firehawk, but now this is where you go to get Orion. And really, there's no flat rides there at all. It's pretty much, you go under Racer, and then you're in Area 72, and then over on your left-hand side, you have Flight of Fear, and over on your right-hand side, you have Orion. There is a small little uh, Meteor Cafe, which has, you know, light snacks would be your best bet. So really, if you're looking for flats and you're looking for food, kind of avoid this area. The only reason really to go there is to ride those two rides, uh, Flight of Fear and Orion. You're going to come back right out of uh, from under Racer, and as you keep on taking the path, so pretty much where Coney Mall is, is kind of like the farthest back you can go. It's uh, from the front. So you're pretty much in the back of the park. So now you're going to be circling around and coming back towards the front. And the next section is one that if you blink, you're going to miss it. It's called Oktoberfest. And I really never knew this actually had a name, but it is called uh, Oktoberfest. Real quick, though, I did want to mention that there was a couple other rides that I thought were part of International Street that are actually part of these other sections. So if you go back to Rivertown, there is an extra coaster there that I totally forgot about, which is Backlot Stunt Coaster. Like I said, it's kind of on the fringe. It's right on the border of International Street, but actually Backlot Stunt Coaster is considered river. And of course, the Scrambler, which is also right on that border there uh, by the carousel is actually considered the uh, Coney Mall, which makes sense because that's where the traditional uh, flat rides are. All right, so back to Oktoberfest here. So we're over at Oktoberfest, and they actually do have a couple flats here that are kind of interesting. They have Viking 
Fury. Now, Viking Fury, yet again, is right up against Eiffel Tower, but it is part of Oktoberfest. And, of course, this is the giant pirate ship, which is the giant pirate that pretty much every park has here. And then they also have a thing called the Slingshot, which is an upcharge event there, which, of course, is like the hamster ball that we talked about before. The only coaster, really, in this section is Adventure Express, which is one of our favorite mine trains. But food-wise, there's a lot of food here. Hank's Mexican Grill, which is there. Now, this seems to be the other area that you can get a lot of different beers. They actually have the beer garden and the fest house. So, of course, you're going to be able to get your steins and you're going to be trying a lot of different craft beers here. And then, of course, every Cedar Fair Park has them. You just got to find them. This is where you would find the Panda Express. Now, the one last thing I want to talk about with Oktoberfest is you also have a lot of games here. You have the rope ladder here. There's a lot of airbrush t-shirt kind of places. This is where you want to go for that kind of stuff there, which kind of makes sense because when you have the beer house, you're probably more inclined to try your luck at a rope ladder because those are almost impossible. Now, the last section, and this is my favorite section. So when we went into International Street, we made the right. If you make the left, you're going to go right into what they call Action Zone. Now, the marquee rides, the coasters that are here are in Vertigo, the Bat, and Banshee. But there's also a couple of flat rides here, too. There's uh, another drop tower. There is Delirium, which is a pendulum ride. You know, kind of, uh, you know, the, the pendulum that goes back and forth where you spin on the outside. And then, of course, they have their shoot-to-shoots, which is Congo Falls. So these are all there. There's also another upcharge attraction here called the Extreme Skyflyer. And uh, last time we actually went, we actually, uh, Devin actually did it. Devin loves these upcharges. He loves these kind of more extreme thrill rides. So Devin did it. And this is basically, they pull you back, they let you go, and you swing forward. He basically loved it. Also in the Action Zone is one of my favorite stores, which is the Coaster Connection. So this is where you can get a lot of coaster merchandise. In particular, you can get a lot of Banshee stuff. And uh, when you check out T-Shirt Tuesday, uh, today actually, after... After we drop this, we're going to be uh, putting on social media. One of the most iconic t-shirts I ever got is this Banshee shirt I picked up my first day there. Also, there's an arcade there. So I didn't really know um, much about the arcade where not people would play the arcades. But this is where it is. It's right there. And then there's something called the uh, Tinder Wolf. If anybody knows what Tinder Wolf is, I tried to do some research. I could not find what this Tinder Wolf was. So if you know what it is, please put it in the comments. Educate us. We really want to learn this. Kings Island's got a lot of flat rides, and they got a lot of traditional rides. If you are looking for flats, highly recommend going to the Coney Mall. You got all the traditional ones here. If you have young kids, you got to go to the uh, Snoopy section. It's called Planet Snoopy. You want to go to Planet Snoopy? It's considered one of the best. All in all, food-wise, the Mexican food over at the Oktoberfest is really good. Of course, the Coney Mall, the Coney Barbecue, that's high on my list. I love that kind of food there. Those are the marquee ones there, except when you go over to the International Street, you do have the French Quarter, which really seems to be the only, that and the sports bar seem to be the only two areas that you can uh, sit back, get out of the heat, and enjoy the food. All in all, the food's fairly good, but it's nothing. there's no uh, marquee restaurant like other places. So, our next episode is going to be on Friday slash Saturday. It's going to be our first queue of 22. What we did, what our goals are going to be for the spring, because pretty much the next couple months, there's not much for us to do. But we're also going to be throwing in three listener questions, so this is what you want to do that. Our next episode, a week from today, is uh, our third part on King's Island, and this one's going to be called the Buckeye Battle. And we're going to talk about Kings Island and Cedar Point. And, you know, which one's stronger? Which which park is... 
I'm not going to say better because both of these are like top five, top ten parks in the country, but we're going to compare them. There's a, it's funny, they're both in the same chain, but they both had different fathers. Cedar Point was always Cedar Fair. It came into existence with uh, the merger of Valley Fair with Cedar Point, so they've been directed where they were. Kings Island actually went through Taft Entertainment, then for years it was a Paramount Park, and now it came into the Cedar Fair family. So even though they're both Cedar Fair parks now, they have so many different things going on with them. So this episode is basically going to be comparing and contrasting the pros and cons of both of these parks. You know, pretty much after that, pretty soon we're going to be talking about our rankings. We're going to get into more uh, in-depth there today. I actually dusted off the books, uh, started looking at the new rides we put in there, making sure they're going into the categories, and we're going to be discussing that. Let's get social. Facebook and Instagram, we're still 125 Roller Coaster. This is where we do our polls. We did a poll today asking people uh, which uh, park passes do you guys have? Do you have Cedar Fair? Do you have Six Flags? Do you have SeaWorld? Do you not have any season passes? You just like listening to me ramble. We just launched our Twitter. It's 125 Roller Coast. And if you follow us, we're going to throw in three permanent votes into our weekly giveaways. Uh, We just gave away two prizes for Christmas. You know what? This weekend's another holiday. We're going to give away two more prizes, uh, two more winners over on New Year's weekend. So how do you get entered? Well, you get one entry if you vote in our polls. Very simple. You get three entries that don't go away if you leave a comment during our episodes, either on social media or on our trimmedandstaplepodcast.com page. Also, if you follow us on Twitter, you get three. If you want five permanent Yes, permanent. These don't leave. Five permanent entries. All you have to do is follow us on trimmedandstablepodcast.com or follow us and rate us on Spotify. Yes, you can now rate us on Spotify. We're trying to get at least 10 to 15, so that way we get average. If you like what you're hearing and you're on Spotify, just give us the five stars. Even four. We prefer five, but we'll take four. And of course, if you want 10 permanent entries, write a review on Podcast Addict, Podchasers, CastBox, or Apple Podcasts. You do that for us, you're going to get 10. So once again, thank you guys so much for all the support. And I'm going to see you in the queue in 2022.